This episode of The Startup Life is brought to you by People Ready. Startup Nation, you have a lot on your plate. The last thing you need to stress about is finding quality staff or the available work you need to be successful. Save time and headache by working with a trusted staffing partner that meets your everyday needs. People Ready is a national staffing provider with over 600 locations across the country and 30 plus years of experience serving people just like you. They specialize in a variety of industries including retail, manufacturing, logistics, general cleaning, hospitality, construction, and more. People Ready understands that you're busy and on the go. That's where their mobile app, JobStack, comes in. Use the app to place orders or find work 24-7 or wherever you are. And as social distancing continues to change the way we interact with customers, colleagues, and our everyday lives, JobStack provides the ability to find the right temporary workers or work you need while eliminating the amount of physical touch points needed in the staffing process. Visit PeopleReady.com forward slash Startup Life to learn more about how you can partner with PeopleReady. It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, as we move forward and uh, and we're trying to build our companies, we're trying to really get that startup off the ground, you know, a lot of times we sacrifice you know, healthy foods, healthy alternatives. And it's, it's definitely for those of us who are raising kids, we're always trying to get something quick and easy. Those uh, options may not always be the best options for kids, which is why we have the perfect guest for you here on the show today. She is a graduate of the Warden School with a BS in economics and an MBA from there as well. She's also quite the foodie. We're going to talk about that a little bit, which is why she is also the co-founder of Nurture Life, a provider of freshly made, nutritionally balanced meals for children on a mission to deliver a healthier world through better nutrition for our kids. She is Jennifer Chow. Jay Chow, how are you, ma'am? I am doing well today. Thank you so much, Dominic, for having me on. Oh, no worries. No worries. Definitely glad to have you on. Are you ready to pour some knowledge in the Startup Nation today? Because we can definitely use some. Absolutely. All right. So, you know what? First things first, just kind of share your origin story a little bit, if you would, Jennifer. For sure. So I was born and raised in the Midwest to immigrant parents. My mother was a registered dietitian. And um, so I grew up in a very food forward household. We always ate very fresh, nutritionally balanced, you know, minimally processed food. And um, so from a very early age, I always had a recognition of different types of food, different types of varieties, cuisines, and and how important diet is from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So when I started going to school, I, you know, quickly saw that a lot of my peers, um, you know, and classmates were eating, you know, very different foods. And in many cases, um, you know, just a lot of more processed foods, a lot of um, more snack foods. And Mm -hmm. I realized, you know, in our country, we have a situation where a lot of times parents have to compromise between, um, you know, convenience and and healthy foods, like you mentioned, you know, at the start of this podcast. And so, 
you know, as I was in my professional career, I, I come out of the tech industry. I've been working at a variety of both startups and, and large um, Fortune 500 companies. And um, when I wanted to start my own business, I talked to um, my partner, who is now my co-founder, and we said, okay, you know, what could we do that, you know, we feel really, really passionate about? And mm-hmm. at around the same time, we had our first baby, who is now eight years old. And we looked around when he first started eating solids at the different options that were available to feed him. And we didn't love the idea of feeding him food that was shelf stable and in many cases older than he was. And, um, and so we just started making all of his food from scratch. And when he first started eating solid foods, it was mostly purees. And so steaming, um, you know, or baking, you know, a butternut squash, a, um, and then pureeing it wasn't too difficult or scooping out an avocado. But as he grew into, um, you know, self-feeding and was eating, you know, more structured foods, and certainly as a toddler, he was eating essentially many adult meals. We were finding ourselves spending a lot of time preparing many adult meals for him, which, you know, as everyone here knows who, um, you know, cooks from scratch, it can take a lot of time to essentially plan, you know, shop, prep and cook. And so we thought, you know, there's got to be another way. And um, my co-founder and I had really wanted to start a business together, um, like I mentioned. And so we thought, you know, what if we started a business that could essentially change the profile of children's nutrition in our country, help address one of the biggest challenges that our country has in terms of how children eat? Um, But then, you know, at the very core level, you know, give parents a solution that would, you know, enable them to not have to compromise between, you know, fresh, healthy food for their kids and something that was also practical and convenient. And that's that's really how we came up with the idea of starting Nurture Life. Awesome stuff. I appreciate you sharing all that. I want to ask a a quick follow up because I want to hear more about, you know, the uh, you as a kid uh, and some of those early food choices, because, you know, you talked about, you know, all the food choices you had, you know, fresh produce and stuff like that as a kid. And and it seems like that really uh, did um, uh, have an impact on you for the rest of your life and and your company and your career and your kids and stuff like that. Kind of talk about uh, that and your parents a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I love to share, um, you know, how, how we ate growing up. Right. Um, so both of my parents are Chinese, um, and, and from mainland China and Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, everything that we made growing up was from scratch. Um, we spent a lot of time over the weekends, um, going to, you know, Chinatown, going to different produce markets and, and really looking at all the different types of ingredients, um, whether it is different types of produce, different types of spices, different types of animal or fish proteins. Um, and so we were always very creative at home in terms of of what we were cooking, what we were eating. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that was pretty unique about um, about our family is that my parents engaged my sister and I um, from a very early age in in the process of preparing food, cooking food. And so as a result, it was just something that was always very, you know, very top of mind for us in terms of like how, you know, food gets from, you know, the grocery store, the market, you know, onto a family's table and, and the process that's involved in cooking it and the process that's involved in, in choosing a selection that is well-balanced in, um, 
in the family that I grew up in, we always had, you know, a really nutritionally balanced um, dinner, um, lunch, and, and to a lesser degree breakfast, but certainly lunch and dinner where we always had, you know, good amount of produce, um, some sort of protein, a whole grain. And so for our family, it was really important that my sister and I always ate a very balanced diet and um, and that we, we could be a part of the process, um, you know, from the start, everything from the selection through the prepping to the cooking. And, um, and that's something that, you know, I, I, I always really valued. And, and I think it's what made me become a huge foodie, um, who loves to cook. And, you know, now we have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old and, um, and even our four-year-old is, is very involved in the process of preparing and cooking, um, cooking our family's meals. Got you. Thank you for, for sharing that. You know, uh, you know, we have an eight-year-old here. Uh, at home and she probably eats better than us. You know, uh, we, actually, <laughs> we start her off on, uh, you know, not necessarily like the foods, but uh, when she was growing up, when she got uh, instead of like particular, you know, fruit juice or whatever, we gave her like uh, the certain like uh, juices with like different type of fruits and vegetables in it and stuff like that. And now it just has uh, really kind of grown into her now having uh, making better food choices and stuff like that to the point where now she asks for asparagus and, and, and salmon and stuff like that. So I can definitely appreciate your story and, and how it's really reflected upon you and your career and stuff like that. Let me ask you this. How about those college years? Were you able to kind of continue with that, with that uh, way of life with food? Did you kind of fall off the wagon a little bit? Because, I mean, you know, us college students from time to time, you know, we, we, we like to indulge in a little pizza every once in a while. So kind of tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, Dominic, I have to say, like, hearing that your daughter, who is eight, asks for salmon and asparagus is <laughs> absolute music to my ears. I mean, that's so wonderful that she eats so well because, you know, in this country, the vast majority of children, um, you know, something like 22% of kids get, um, you know, a serving of vegetables per day. And so, right. you know, the fact that she has this awareness and that she, you know, she wants to eat, um, you know, healthy, good foods is, is just really, really wonderful. Sure. Um, but back, back to your question about my college years. So I do have a few confessions to make. So while I, I, <laughs> tend to eat quite healthy. Uh -huh. I have a huge sweet tooth. Um, gotcha. And then I love pasta. Mm. And so I would say that during my college years, I, I, I try to keep the sweet tooth um, under control. Right. But other than my freshman year for my sophomore through senior years, um, I lived off campus in an apartment. And I have to say, like between studying and activities and, you know, time with friends and things like that. I, I probably made way too much pasta with, um, you know, various types of sauces and um, wasn't necessarily as, as balanced as I should have always been. But, but yeah, my college years were definitely very, very dominated by a lot of fast pasta cooking. For sure. Uh, look, when I was in college, I, I think we've all been there when we were in college, stuff like this. So I definitely uh, understand that, you know, one too many runs to, uh, to, to dominoes and stuff like that. So I definitely understand uh, that for sure. Startup Nation, we're talking to Jennifer Chow, the co-founder of uh, Nurture Life. So I, I want to ask you this because, you know, with everything going on right now and COVID and stuff like that, I know in the food space, there's been a bit of a supply chain issue in getting food and stuff like that. Have you uh, experienced that at Nurture Life or, or anything like that? Kind of talk about that experience a little bit. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good question. Um, so so we've experienced it both from the procurement or the sourcing side of things right. and then also directly with our customers. Um, mm -hmm. So 
On the sourcing side of things, so we um, we use incredibly high quality ingredients in right. all of our meals, and we're very very strict um, about our quality standards. So we, um, you know, always focus on organic produce, antibiotic and hormone free proteins, um, and and whole grains. And so one of the things that we experienced as a business at the start of the pandemic was, you know, definitely shortages, especially in. Um, you know, the beef and pork supply chain um, and also escalating prices. And so our procurement team was really has really been amazing since the start of COVID. um, But they worked very, very quickly on, you know, secondary um, and tertiary suppliers, making sure that they met all of our um, all of our standards. And then also, um, you know, in many cases, what we saw was we saw escalating prices. Like I think the price of our beef um, ended up being three times the price of our pork ended up being two times. And what we decided to do is we um, obviously would would never compromise on the quality of the product. Of um, so we made sure that we were sourcing um, a very high quality product. Um, even though we were sourcing it at double and triple the prices. And, and what we decided to do was to not pass on um, the, the cost to our customers, um, because obviously our, our customers um, who are families throughout the United States were experiencing so many different um, types of hardships and changes due to COVID that the last thing we wanted to do was to pass on escalating prices um, to them. Gotcha. On, the, on the customer side, um, you know, we have, um, we are a, um, a subscription service. And so right. many of the families um, who who purchase Nurture Life meals for their families have been with us for many years. And, you know, what we were finding is that so, so many families, you know, they, they are pounding us, pounding on us now more than ever, um, especially given the fact that, you know, social distancing measures in place and also wanting to avoid trips to the grocery store. And right. so what we were, what we were um, finding is that so many customers were reaching out to us and asking us, like, do we anticipate having, you know, any issues in terms of, you know, being able to source, being able to fulfill orders, um, you know, being able to get their deliveries to them, you know, in a timely manner on schedule. And so we have done as a business everything that we can to, you know, mitigate any any risks that we have to make sure that we're able to fulfill our customer customers' orders at this time when they're counting on us more than ever. For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. And you know what? I want to ask you know, a quick follow up because Startup Nation, you know, we're, we're obviously we're experiencing this thing, uh, this global pandemic, and a lot of business owners are, are making tough decisions. And Jennifer, you said something, you just said two things, actually, that kind of stood out and it really speaks uh, to leadership. The first one was not passing on uh, that cost to the customer because, you know, customers are having a hard time uh, as it is and stuff like that, but also not sacrificing on the standards that you set for uh, Nurture Life. Kind of talk about why that's important, because I think Startup Nation uh, needs to hear this part as far as like why that's important not to uh, pa- uh, to uh, relinquish on standards, but also uh, that decision to not pass the cost on to the customer, because e- you could have easily done that, to be honest with you. Yes, we, we could have. We, we definitely right. could have. Right. And, you know, we've certainly heard of a lot of customers or companies, as we all have. Um, you know, who, who have made a decision to pass on the cost to the customers. Right. Um, so to address that directly, I mean, um, you know, we as a business take our relationships with our customers um, so to heart in right. everything that we do. And we just felt that, you know, while so many families are experiencing so many hardships, you know, whether it is, you know, financial hardships to, you know, parents that are, you know, now 
transition from working out of the home to working at home, homeschooling and parenting all at the same time. There's just so much more hardship and stress that families are experiencing. The last thing that we wanted to do was add the additional burden of having, you know, an escalated cost in terms of how they're feeding their kids because the families who use us, like they, they care so much about the quality and the nutritional value of what they're feeding their kids. And it's an area that we have heard over and over from families that, you know, they, they don't want to sacrifice on how they're feeding their kids. And they turn to nurture life because they have, you know, really crazy, busy lifestyles. They don't have the time to do it all themselves. And so the last thing we wanted to do was, you know, potentially take that away from them by, you know, increasing the cost of our meals because the costs of our ingredients or our food costs were escalating. Gotcha. So that was that was super important to us. Right. And then, um, you know, to your other question around standards. Um, so when when Steve, my co-founder and I founded this business, we always said that we would never create any product that we couldn't a not only stand behind, but feel really, really proud to have the Nurture Life name and, and our names behind it Perfect. and to always. Yeah. Exactly. And to always produce products that, um, you know, parents could be proud to serve. And so from a, from literally the beginning of the business, we created what we called um, our nutrition bands. These are mm-hmm. nutrition standards. And we also created ingredient guidelines um, in terms of, you know, what our standards were across all of the meals that we produce and all of the ingredients that we source. And, you know, we feel very strongly that, you know, once you create these standards, like you, you, you have to st- stick to them. Right. It's something that, you know, not only do we believe in, but we have to be proud of what we're doing. And we have to be able to say to our customers every day, you know, that when they make the choice to choose Nurture Life, like they're, you know, we're co- consistently providing the best meals for their kids and that there is no compromise and that we're not willing to make compromises on that. And our our customers have told us time and time again that they trust us when we you know, provided a product or we create a new meal or whatever it may be, but they trust that it is going to be very, very well thought through, developed by registered dietitians and chefs, only contain the best ingredients um, and, and be nutritionally balanced. And so it's something that we just feel so strongly about and, and something that we would never, never change or compromise. Jennifer, thank you so much. And I appreciate that answer. And I'm going to tell you why, because a lot of times Startup Nation, when we're founding businesses, right, and, and we're, we're, we're on our startup journey, we're on our entrepreneurial journey. I mean, true enough that the business is in the business of making money. But there are some businesses out there and Nurture Life definitely fits that mold. There are some businesses where it, it, it means a little bit more. Right. You know, Jennifer talks about that, that kind of contract, that trust, if you will, with her with their customer and their client base. And so, because the thing is they're putting food on America, on American uh, family tables. And that's super important. And that's, that's not only important from a business standpoint, it's important from a, uh, from a, uh, a humanistic uh, standpoint, you're feeding America. That's super important. And so Jennifer, I appreciate your transparency and your honesty about that. Well, thank you so much. and, And thank you so much for recognizing that. I really appreciate it. No worries. No worries. So Startup Nation, when you go to NurtureLife.com, we have a link there in the show notes for easy access. If you listen to the replay uh, on the podcast or if you're driving and listening to radio and stuff like that, when you go on the website, you can see that uh, the onboarding process is is very simple. It even shows you how the process works. So, Jennifer, for those who are not able to, you know, they're driving down and they're on the way to work and they can't really click in the show notes. 
kind of share with um, Startup Nation how the process works. How does uh, that onboarding to the subscription model works for uh, Nutrilite? Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a great question. Um, and we certainly have a lot of families that are constantly on the go. Right. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to design, um, you know, our site to make it as easy as possible for families to both sign up, but also to manage um, manage their subscriptions. So the way that the, um, the sign up process works is um, families go to NurtureLife.com, which is just um, and you U-R-T-U-R-E-L-I-F-E.com. And um, they can either go directly to our menu to select products from a variety of different categories, or they can get assistance by clicking get started, um, in which case we will help a customer or family build their box. So in terms of the Nurture Life offering, the whole idea behind our service is that we want to provide meals for all ages and stages of development. So we start at um, baby, what we call baby stage three. It's when a baby first starts to self-feed. Um, so typically around 10 months old. And what right. those are essentially like diced up finger foods. Um, so we would have anything from like a chicken meatballs and pasta to something, um, you know, more varied along the lines of a, um, for example, egg bite sausage and sweet potato. And, um, and then we go into the toddler, kid and teen and adult years. And, um, we separate by portion size. So we have meals for toddlers. So one to four year olds, kids, five to 12 year olds, and then teen and adults, 13 and up. And we have 20 varieties of meals, um, for toddler kids, teens and adults. So everything from your, um, you know, meals that are more classic kids favorites for say, for example, for picky eaters. So if we were to have, we have a mac and cheese, um, but if whenever we have a classic kid's favorite or a picky eater favorite, we always do it um, what we call the nurture life way. Um, so we'll always be nutritionally balanced. Um, and what we mean by that is that it always has a full serving of vegetables. It always has the required amount of protein and it will have whole grains. So in the case of our mac and cheese, it has, say, for instance, a full serving of vegetables blended in with cauliflower. If we have like a chicken meatballs meal, it will have a side of broccoli and cauliflower as well as a whole grain rotini noodle and tomato sauce. So we always try to make sure that we always get that balance. And for toddler kids, teens and adults, we have everything from like picky eater favorites to much more adventurous meals like a teriyaki salmon or a chicken biryani. And then we also offer for families who need something that's more on the go for their kids um, right. who are attending school. We have a cold lunch offering um, because one of the things that we got a lot of feedback from families is that they're constantly spending a lot of times in the morning scrambling to get their kids out of the door. They don't have the time to pack a balanced fresh lunch right. and so we have an offering that's a cold lunch that could just literally be taken out of the fridge put straight into a lunch box um, with a little cooler pack and then the kids can go to school and just eat it um, directly out of the lunch box and then we also have shareable family meals and so essentially when a um, when a family goes to our site they can choose from all the different product categories based off of their family's needs and then they essentially go through the process of signing up for the service. And so once they choose the meals and they can check out and then after they check out, they can decide, okay, um, you know, do I want to choose my meals every week? Do I want to get the same meals that I've already selected every week? Or um, in many cases, we have the majority of our families actually choose what their preferences are. So they could choose, say, for instance, if they have, you know, a baby who is self-feeding, they can choose three baby stage three meals. And then they could, if they have a toddler, they can choose 
you know, five toddler meals. Maybe they want to share a family meal once a week so they can choose one main and one side. And then they could also select if they have any dietary preferences, allergens, um, and if there are specific meals they always want to include, always want to exclude. And then the way that our system works is it will essentially select the meals for them based off of what they've entered as their preferences. And then they can always choose to get those meals or to change those meals before um, the cutoff period um, where they then finalize their order and it gets prepared. Um, everything is made to order and then shipped to the customer the following week. So we try to make it very flexible for, for families um, and really have our service and our products be able to be selected in a way that it works best for families. I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing all of that. Jennifer, I, I want to ask you this because, you know, uh, as our conversation progresses and I'm looking on the website and I'm looking at the blog and Startup Nation, you can check out that blog uh, on, you know, we have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on a podcast. I, I think educating the customer and and, and guiding the customer is, is so important. And we see many different ways how businesses kind of educate the customer. Uh, and when I think of food, uh, you know, one particular uh, Netflix documentary comes to mind where it kind of it's a little scary and stuff like that. But yours uh, is more like just like your the the company itself. It's of a nurturing type. Kind of talk about the importance of educating the customer, educating the client, and really kind of guiding them to help them make informed decisions of the uh, for the product that you provide. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we're big believers that you know, in addition to providing a great product um, for families to feed their children. We're also big believers that, you know, we we have a tremendous amount of knowledge and expertise through our registered dietitians, the pediatricians we work with, um, to really help guide parents um, when it comes to their, their children's food journey, whether, you know, their children are just starting to eat solids all the way through tackling, you know, the picky eater toddler years to, you know, making sure that, you know, if you have a really active um, kid or teen, that you're able to make sure that they're nourished, um, you know, in the most nutritious way um, with the levels of, you know, proteins, carbohydrates, fats, et cetera, that they right. need to, to lead a very active lifestyle. And so we do it in a variety of ways. Um, so the first is, you know, Dominic, like, you know, Notice we have a blog. Um, right. So we have a blog that essentially covers a variety of topics when it comes to feeding children. So everything from um, nutrition to picky eating to, you know, different tips and how to's. And for example, like one of the things that we get asked about all the time from our families um, is, you know, I have a picky eater what do I do to help, you know, get my child to be willing to eat a more, you know, varied diet? And so mm -hmm. we have a variety of blogs on picky eaters, everything from, you know, how to gradually, you know, introduce your child to, you know, different types of varieties and cuisines of meals to, you know, how do, how do you overcome like the top, you know, the top challenges with picky eating to, you know, what is the connection between fast food and picky eating? And so the mm -hmm. idea is that, we want to provide a resource to families on how to help not only understand your picky eater, but how to help you overcome picky eating. And, you know, a lot of times one of the challenges that we hear from parents is that they, you know, they, they recognize when they have a challenge or an issue with their children and feeding, but a lot of times they just don't know where to start. And so one of the things that is unique about Nurture Life is that our registered dietitians, you know, have worked with, you know, 
our customers, and, and at this point, we have thousands and thousands of customers. They've heard so many different scenarios, and, and they've really worked to guide our customers on, on how to overcome a lot of the different challenges um, that exist when it comes to children's eating. And, um, and so, um, you know, having these resources that have been written to really help families is, is something that, um, you know, we consistently hear from not only our customers, but just, you know, families that have happened upon the blog that, you know, they follow these tips and it really helps them understand like how to tackle something like say, for instance, picky eating, how not to get frustrated, how, you know, one of the, one of the, you know, really critical stats around picky eating is that it can often take between seven and 14 tries for a child to, grow to like um, a new food. And, and so much of it is based off of familiarity. And for families to know that, you know, not only has this been seen before in many, many children, but we can provide them with the tools and the resources to help overcome it, um, that can be incredibly com comforting, but also empowering um, in terms of what to do next. Um, the other thing that we do do um, to help families is we have registered dietitians on staff and many of our customers contact um, us to speak to our registered dietitians and okay. have them help, you know, guide them, you know, whether, you know, a, a perfect example is we had, um, you know, just last week, a child who um, has eating issues and is not on the weight charts um, based off of their current level of, um, you know, age and development. And our registered dietitians help really kind of talk through the parents in terms of like, okay, this is what you need to do in terms of calorie count. This is what you need to do, um, you know, in terms of protein, frequency of eating, all of those types of things to really help families overcome and, and, and tackle some of the challenges that they have when it comes to their children and nutrition. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I, I didn't even know that part about, you know, that, that families can contact the dietitian. I think that's kind of a, a, a unique uh, uh, factor that, you know, you don't really see uh, from a lot of, uh, you know, companies in the food space. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. But I actually want to ask a follow up uh, and it's kind of related to the dietitians because. You know, I know a lot of times when we build teams in a company, every everybody has uh, expertise and and different things and stuff like that. And so, I want to ask you about how uh, you know you re rely on those dietitians or rely on other parts uh, of your of your team to kind of make decisions. Because the reason I'm asking, because I, I came across an article uh, where you was in uh, Women in Wellness Authority magazine where you talked about maybe sometimes in the company you were a little bit too collaborative. So kind of walk me through that, you know, that, that the, the collaboration versus to, you know, uh, standing firm or what we need to do and collaborate with dietitians and stuff like that. So in terms of our registered dietitians, so we do believe um, very strongly in having all of our meals developed in collaboration with our registered dietitians and as well as our chefs. Um, we feel very strongly that, you know, our registered dietitians have, you know, developed the guidelines for all of the meals um, in terms of the nutritional balance in terms of the, you know, the types of ingredients, the mix of ingredients, um, you know, that are important to have and, and the right macronutrient and, and micronutrient balance, which is so critical, you know, to children's um, development, especially at a very early stage. And right. so we just believe so strongly that, you know, by having registered dietitians and chefs um, work together in the development of all of our meals, we, we can, you know, ensure that our meals not only taste great um, and are 
are really, really delicious um, to kids, but they also are serving um, the purposes that they need to serve from a nutritional perspective. And that, you know, they're, you know, that the calories that we're providing through our meals really, really count. And so for us, that's why we have registered dietitians. heavily involved in, you know, our development process, um, from the very beginning. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I guess what I'm, I'm curious about as far as like, you know, uh, you know, cause I, I know sometimes like dietary, uh, you know, things or things that, you know, people who are on the front lines from the food standpoint may, it may conflict with the business side and stuff like that. So I was curious about like how sometimes maybe that conflict arise a little bit, if you don't mind me asking. Yes, you can, you can absolutely ask that. So the greatest conflict that does arise is between taste acceptance and nutrition standards, um, within the company. So one of the things that is really, really challenging in our country is that, you know, we have a children's food industry that has produced, um, you know, food for decades now that is just very high in sodium, in sugar, in fat, um, and, you know, and, and, and more empty calories than, you know, what our children should be eating. And so a big challenge that we have is that, you know, children in our country have been become accustomed to eating a certain type of food and craving that type of food. And um, as as a business, like we founded this company to take a completely different approach to feeding kids and to, you know, completely, you know, change the standard of kids food in our country. And so, you know, we're, we're constantly battling the, okay, so, you know, you have a family, they have a child, the child is a picky eater, the child, say, for instance, and this is actually a real example, mm-hmm. eats pancakes for breakfast, eats mac and cheese every single day for lunch and eats only chicken bites for dinner Mm -hmm. and very, very little veg. And so on the one hand, you know, we want to help that family eat, you know, have their child eat a much more balanced meal. But on the other hand, you know, they're so accustomed to eating a certain type of food and they're so accustomed to having that food typically be high in salt, high in sugar, high in fat, that to get them to eat something that is nutritionally balanced, that when they eat lunch or when they eat dinner, when they eat breakfast, that it has, you know, produce beyond fruit, that it has veggies, that it has whole grains and not, um, you know, not, not more of the um, less nutritious carbs that, um, you know, it has lean protein and the lean protein isn't necessarily fried or breaded or whatever it may be, can be really, really challenging. And so for us, while it is a challenge, um, we also see it as a huge opportunity. So we have um, a team of registered dietitians um, and chefs who just are very, very creative in making sure that we stick to our standards that we never compromise when it comes to our nutrition standards, but that we can still make food that is really, really appealing and delicious to kids. And you'll absolutely find with our meals that, you know, they're not nearly as sweet. They're not nearly as salty. They're not nearly as high in fat, not even close to what is typically um, you know, available from, from the kids food industry or what we, what we mostly see on the market when it comes to a lot of shelf stable and frozen kids food. Um, and so in, in many cases, it, it does take time for kids that are used to that type of diet to become used to and accustomed to nurture life meals. Because in many cases, like we've had families tell us, you know, that 
with our meals, it's the first time their child has ever eaten salmon. It's the first time their child has ever eaten edamame. It's the first time their child has eaten sweet potato, you know? And so it's one of those things where it does take time, right. but it's, it's something that can absolutely be accomplished because again, like with children, it's all about familiarity. Like they crave what they're familiar with when it comes to eating. And so for families, if, if they really stick with providing their kids more varied foods, making sure that they always have veggies on every plate, that there's balance in the meals. Their kids will start to get accustomed to it and eventually grow to love the real food foods the way that your daughter, you know, asks for salmon and asparagus. All right, Startup Nation, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. This fresh coat of the Startup Life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexil series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush, which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, feel your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me. Your time will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Swanson Health. Startup Nation, Swanson Health has been producing quality vitamins and supplements, foods, healthy home, and self-care products for over 50 years, since 1969, from the heart of America. Swanson Health carries over 20,000 wellness products at a great value. Pick up all of your favorite health products, plus discover new ones for your wellness routine, all while leaving money in your pocket. If you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use code STARTUP20 for 20% off at swanson.com. We have a link there in the show notes if you listen to the replay. This episode of The Startup Life is powered by Colony Spark. Startup Nation, with our economy in flux, there is a lot of mixed messaging out there. If there was ever a time to take control of the narrative and let your customers know that you're here to serve them, it's now. And that's why you have a friend in Colony Spark. Colony Spark is an omni-channel marketing agency that believes in the power of community to ignite your business. They have helped companies across many industries with lead generation, revenue growth, and more to put them on the path to success. My guy Bill Murphy and his team are very good at what they do. How do I know this? Because not many SEO companies have the stamp of approval of being partnered with Google. Yes, that Google. 
So I want you to go to www.colonyspark.com forward slash startup to schedule a meeting today. In that meeting, you will review your current marketing activity, receive actionable advice on how to pivot and grow, and ask any marketing questions you may have on navigating over the next few months. Look, Startup Nation, I know things may seem uncertain right now, but if you are looking for a business partner that can help light the way, go with Colony Spark, where they firmly believe in business helping business. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. One thing I appreciate uh, about you, Jennifer, is that you're not referring to uh, your client base as clients. You're referring to them as families. And that seems like a a, a constant and very intentional uh, thing with you. So I, I want to ask you this. Talk about uh, that the culture there at Nurture Life a little bit, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, so I would say in terms of the business um, mm-hmm. and the team, we definitely have a team that is incredibly passionate about food right. and the state of childhood nutrition. Um, so one of the requirements that um, my co-founder Steve and I have is that everyone who works at Nurture Life has to be passionate about food and, and passionate about children's nutrition. Gotcha. Um, and so I would say, I would say, you know, at the very least, you have a team that is incredibly incredibly passionate beyond, you know, just, you know, getting their work done and getting a paycheck. It's all about, you know, the mission of the business and, and really changing the profile of children's nutrition in our country. Um, and so you just have a team that's, that's very, very passionate, very focused on that. Um, but I would also say like, we have a, a very friendly team. Um, while the team is very driven and hardworking, um, in terms of from a culture perspective, right. our team likes to be together. They're very collaborative. They're very friendly. Um, a lot of our team members, you know, pre-COVID would socialize and, and get together um, a fair amount outside of work. And so it's just, you know, we, we I, I've always wanted, um, and so has my co-founder, to create a very positive environment where, you know, our team members get up and they want to come to work and they want to be with each other. And, you know, so I would say that while our team is, you know, very passionate, very focused on, you know, what it is that we're doing every day, it's also a, a very friendly and very collaborative work environment. Startup Nation, if you want to start uh, the path with Nurture Life, go to the sh- show notes. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access, nurturelife.com. And Jennifer, I do believe you have a promo code or something for us today. We absolutely do. Thanks so much for mentioning, Dominic. No so um, for the Startup Life listeners, um, they can get 25% off their first order with code startup, um, all one word. Awesome stuff. And dude. we would, oh, I was just going to say, <laughs> we would love to have, um, you know, all the listeners on this podcast today try us. Um, we are always super, super proud of the products and the meals um, that we deliver to customers. And, you know, we would absolutely love to have your family try us with um, the promo code startup. Absolutely. And Startup Nation, that promo code is there in the show notes for easy access. Remember, promo code startup, all uh, one word. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for that coupon. We really appreciate that. Of course, of course. So I want to ask you this because you're in a space where, you know, it's highly competitive. Let's be honest. Uh, you know, so it, is. it absolutely is. And, and, you know, and it seems like there's like somebody jumping in the space almost every day saying, kind of talk about, you know, where you see yourself uh, in the marketplace. And, and also, uh, you know, where do you see yourself like, you know, maybe a couple of years down the road within the marketplace? Yeah. So in terms of where we see ourselves in the marketplace today, so we are the the largest direct to consumer um, better for you kids brand right mm-hmm. now. Right. Um, so um, we, we, 
you know, definitely see within the market um, the and the reason why we started the business is just this this huge opportunity to right. create um, kids meals that, you know, are you know, good for kids that are better for kids that, you know, don't compromise at all when it comes to ingredients and nutrition. And, um, and so that really is our place in the market is to provide the best meals for families, um, to feed their kids. And, um, and, and that's something that obviously we take incredibly seriously as we continue to grow and evolve. Um, you know, we, we consistently get asked by our families to, you know, to expand what it is that we're offering. Um, so one of the things that we hear all the time is that, you know, when we have a product for our families, our families trust what it is that we're offering and they, and they want to see more, like they want to see more cold lunches. They want us to, you know, to start providing breakfast. They want us to provide snacks. And so, as we continue to evolve, we're looking to essentially introduce, you know, more um, what in the food industry is called day parts. So essentially being able to provide, you know, families with healthy, you know, protein rich breakfast for their kids to provide more cold lunches or grab and go lunches to be able to provide, you know, healthy snacks for kids that are, you know, either active and, and need something to, you know, to tie them over between meals or, you know, for families that are just looking for, you know, a healthy, protein-rich, um, potentially veggie-infused snack to feed their children. Um, so we're really looking to, um, you know, to con- continue to expand um, what it is that we're offering families um, for their kids. Got you. Thank you for sharing that. And, and also to just kind of, you know, a, a follow up to that question, because, you know, like I say, it's a very competitive space. But I want to ask you this. Let's say somebody wants to partner with Nurture Life, whether that be uh, a, another company, whether that be like a school system, because I know a lot of times when we have this conversation about, you know, uh, uh, food choices for kids, a lot of times school lunches that that that. You know, that becomes a topic of great debate and discussion and stuff like that. So let, let, let's just keep it simple. How about a school system? Right. So let's say a school system wants to partner with you uh, and stuff like that. What would that potential conversation sound like to you? Yeah. So for us, um, we, we would be, you know, we would absolutely welcome partnering with a school system. Right. Um, you know, what we would need to understand is, and this is probably going to be too logisticky, but we would right. need to understand, you know, this, the size of the school system, the ages of the children um, that they're serving, you know, the types of um, dietary um, preferences and allergens that need to be met. Um, what type of day parts they're interested in? Are they interested in breakfast and lunch? Or are they interested in like breakfast, lunch and snack? What types of varieties they're looking at? You know, right now when it comes to healthy kids meals, like we, we do have the largest selection and largest, you know, largest number of varieties on the market. So, you know, I think we certainly could, um, you know, partner really, really well with this school system, but it's, it's a lot of those upfront logistics that we would, you know, we would need to understand and then certainly understand like what are the nutritional requirements um, per meal. It's typically done per meal or per serving um, for schools and then um, and then go from there. Got you. Got you. Thank you for sharing that for sure. I want to ask you uh, uh, about your boys a little bit because I know uh, they're they're making healthy uh, food choices and stuff like that. But what also what what are some of that the uh, those healthy activities like sports or playing and being active and stuff like that? What are some of those things uh, you're doing with them uh, uh, these days, Jennifer? Yeah. So. 
things have changed a little bit with, um, you know, certainly with the pandemic. Um, So we have gotten at the, at the beginning of the pandemic, we started getting really into bicycle riding. Mm. Um, So we, we go on 10 to 15 mile bicycle rides with our eight year old and our four year old. Um, So we'll go all up and down the lakefront through the city um, through different, you know, trails, um, but our boys are really, 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 really into bicycle riding. Our four-year-old is really little um, and can't ride. He rides a, his own bicycle with training wheels, but right. he can't go that far. Right. Um, so one of the things that we've done is we got an addition to my bicycle that essentially is a seat with wheels and handlebars. Oh, and yeah. so he pedals along. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and so we can go on these like multi-hour, you know, 10, 15 mile bike rides with our kids. We also spend a lot of time outdoors with our kids. Um, so we have in our building, there's a large backyard area. So we play baseball, we play soccer, mm. we kite fly. Um, we just try to do a lot that's outdoors where we're running around with them. They're active. They, they actually love being outdoors and being active, especially now that it's the summertime in Chicago. So we pretty much try to do whatever it is that we can with them, um, with them outdoors where they're able to be really active. Um, but we're lucky in the sense that they love being outdoors and they love running around. Um, and so it's, it's pretty easy to get them, you know, motivated to go outside and, and to do something. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I want to ask you this and, and, and sticking with, you know, talking about your boys a little bit, because I know your mom, you know, she talked, you talk about, she was a, a dietitian and stuff like that. And she actually kind of had a business herself, uh, uh, a while back, correct? That is correct. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. So, so she had a bit, so you were able to see her uh, as an entrepreneur and, and build a business and stuff like that. And now your boys are seeing that from you talk about how important it is for them to see your startup journey, to see you, uh, a, as a businesswoman moving forward. Yeah. I think for, you know, for children, you know, or or at least for our children, Mm -hmm. we do feel that it's really important to, you know, inspire them. Um, So not only to to be good people and and to want to make a positive contribution to society, you know, but also, you know, to some degree, you know, give them, you know, give them a a real life example of it. Um, So one of the things, I mean, our our four-year-old is pretty young, but with our eight-year-old, you know, he definitely has been able to see like what hard work, what dedication does. Um, You know, he's seen Nurture Life ever since the very beginning of it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and now he's, you know, he, when he comes to the office or he comes to, we, we have our own production facility. Um, that's pretty large. Right. Um, and when he comes to the production facility, he meets all the team members. He's, um, you know, he really is able to internalize what it means to, you know, be dedicated to have a vision to start something and, and to really, um, you know, focus on, on watching it grow. And so, you know, so we definitely feel very privileged to have shown him that, um, right. you know, the other thing that I think is, is wonderful for, for young children to see is, you know, just this idea of, you know, wanting to make a positive contribution, whether it is starting a business, you know, employing team members, you know, giving them a livelihood, which is super, super important to us, you know, or being able to, you know, try to create a business where, you know, you're, in many cases, changing, you know, the way families feed their children. And, you know, we, we get a ton of families who tell us that, you know, our meals have, have, 
completely changed, you know, the nutritional profile, the medical profile, the cholesterol profile, whatever it may be of their children. And, um, you know, and, and sharing those stories with our, with our sons or, you know, or letting them, you know, in, in the case of our eight-year-old read some of the, um, you know, the feedback we get from customers, you know, he, he really starts to think about, okay, you know, when I grow up, you know, what do I want to do? What do I want to do that can, you know, really help people and make a positive impact on society? And so, you know, I, I certainly saw that with my mom. Um, you know, who started her own business, like right. you mentioned, and you know, we're certainly trying to, you know, trying to do that with with our our young boys as well. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that uh, as well. Once again, Startup Nation, we're wrapping up uh, with Jennifer Chow, co-founder of Nurture Life. And once again, if you want to start your Nurture Life journey, make sure you go to the show notes. We have a link there for easy access. If you're listening to the replay on the podcast, enter promo code Startup, all one word, to get uh, it was twenty five percent off. Correct. On your first order? Absolutely. Yes. That is correct. Yeah, 25% off on your first order, Startup Nation. So make sure you check that out for sure. Jennifer, what's your entrepreneurial superpower and why? Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, I would say, I don't know if this is a good entrepreneurial superpower. I would say work ethic. I hear that. Um, so, so, yeah. So one of the things that my mother instilled in me mm-hmm. is that, you know, I'm never going to be the smartest person in the room, but I can always work the hardest, have a really, really strong work ethic and always be willing to go the extra mile to do all the preparation work that's needed um, to accomplish something, to mitigate risk, all of those types of things. And so I, I would say probably my entrepreneurial superpower is work ethic. I've I've always had a very strong work ethic. I hear that. Believe, not everybody has that. So I definitely understand that. And I definitely agree with you for sure. Uh, you know, once again, just want to say, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate uh, your content and your knowledge that you've shared with Startup Nation. But I'm actually going to turn the microphone over to you because given everything going on, there, there, there's a lot of uh, startup founders and entrepreneurs that are having a, a tough right tough time right now. Give us some words of encouragement to take us out for today, if you don't mind. Yeah, I would say that's another really, really good and really tough question. The first thing I would say is that you know, they, a lot of people, you know, there, there's a quote that says, you know, it's it's lonely um, being a founder. And, and while I would say it absolutely is, um, I would say part of the reason for it being lonely is that a lot of founders aren't comfortable really kind of talking about the experiences that they're having or the struggles that they're having. So I would say the first thing is, you know, to not be hesitant to talk to people that that you trust um, and that you value about your experiences. And, you know, whether it is to, you know, get advice, whether it is to, you know, just vent, whatever it may be, a lot of times you can, you know, benefit certainly from sharing your experience and, and getting advice. Um, but, but also if you're just, if you just need somebody to vent to, if you just need to commiserate or somebody to commiserate with you, it could certainly make you feel better um, because it is tough, especially at a time like, you know, like this, when, you know, when we're going through the pandemic and, you know, and then the, there's so much challenge, um, you know, economically um, in, in, in the world today. Um, so I would say that would be the first thing. Um, the second thing is if you are passionate about something, if you, um, you know, really, really believe in, in what you're doing um, to, to, to not give up, like you will always um, have a ton of challenges, a ton of obstacles thrown in front of you. Um, but it's so important if you're really, really passionate, if you really believe in, in what you're doing, and what you're trying to accomplish to, to really stick with it. Give it a go. Don't give up. Um, 
because the fruits of, of doing something um, that you really believe in and, and building something it is so incredibly valuable. And, you know, so, so much of the innovation that happens in this world happens because people are willing to take a risk and to try something different or have a vision or have an idea and, and really stick with it and try to see it to fruition. And so I think it's so incredibly important to do that. I hear that. Awesome stuff. And that's going to wrap up this session of The Startup Life. We want to thank once again the co-founder of Nurture Life, Jennifer Chow, for coming on the show. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you so much, Dominic, for having me on today. It's really been a pleasure to speak with you. No worries. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new Startup Blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, If you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.